heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Being that one of the things you and I are always talking about, and is that talking to an informed audience and how important that is that we open up people's minds and their eyes and their hearts and understand what's really going on. And we talk about it every day. But you know, when you look at the news feed, uh, every, there isn't a day that doesn't go by actually that, uh, that I don't shake my head. At least when you see the news feed, and I'm sure you all have the different sites or different ways you get your news or information. I, I have a whole bunch of different mechanisms where it comes to me and just to stay abreast of all things that are happening in the world, right? And when you look at the news feed hour by hour and you see the kinds of things that are happening, it's just a head shaker a lot of the times. You, you just kind of think, what are they talking about? And that part and parcel is the problem we're having today is that most of these headlines and news propaganda that is put out there, it's all agenda-driven garbage. Uh, and it's mostly made for uh, clickbait. It's to get people to click these things. Oh, my God, the sky really is falling or something's wrong or whatever. And so I'm going to prove today how ridiculous this whole thing is. It, it, you know, my, one of my big goals here is to expose the corrupt fourth estate, the media, the media elites, the social media oligarchs. Uh, the entire fourth establishment estate is corrupt and evil, and, and we need to expose it every chance we can. Because don't lose sight of this, is that these tools we're talking about today are feeding the masses. They are a lot of people. This is where they get there, and they believe this stuff. They believe if they've seen it in writing somewhere that it's a God's honest fact, <laughs> There's nothing God honest about any of this stuff. It's all propaganda, lies, and and distrust. So we're going to go through a series of headlines today. Let's have some fun with this, and let's open this up a little bit here, friends. And um, and I'll expose, and you'll be thinking about some of these stories as well, and let me know what you think. But uh, I think we'll start right now with this one uh, with NPR. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you the source as we talk about them. Now, this one here has a headline, by the way, that says, Venice may be put on the endangered list thanks to human-created climate change. Now, I haven't read any of the articles we're going to talk about today and a whole bunch we're going to discuss. I haven't read them. I, you don't need to read them. You don't need to waste all your life's time reading this garbage. You can just know from the headlines where they're headed, what they're doing, and the propaganda in play here. So this first one, I've been to Venice, and we're talking Italy here. We're not talking a, a, a city or town in, in the U.S. There are some called Venice here, but no, this is Venice, Italy. And if you know Venice, it's it's a canals, and it's like a maze of canals, and the water comes right through, and you, you've got the uh, – you, you, you've seen the images a hundred times with the uh, – the, the the little boats say the gondolas they're going through and I've been in those again it's it's a very interesting place to be um, Venice is and um, uh, picturesque but Venice is built on the water Venice is built under sea level 
Venice was never going to be long-term. Venice was never going to be anything other than endangered. Because when you build things like that, right at the water's edge and you're below sea level, uh, you're basically screwed. I mean, it's going to take over at some point. I mean, this is what happens with the habitat. It's like a lot of these islands, they say they're sinking and stuff or, you know, or this is got, you're building stuff right where you shouldn't be building stuff, number one. And so, well, what has this got to do with climate change? So first of all, Steve, have you, number one, have you ever been to Venice, Italy, I'm speaking? Have you ever been there? No, I've never been there, Malcolm. Okay, well, I got one on you then. <laughs> so, yes, you do. Good. I'm sure you got plenty of places on me, but um, but this is a uh, it's it's an interesting place actually, and um, there's a lot of culture and art in this area, and uh, it's it's a it's a cool place to visit. And they have the gondolas, of course, and the the you know you've seen the images we all have, but but this is this was never going to be a long term thing. But what gets me with this headline, Steve, is that that it's thanks to human-created climate change. Now, I'm going to tell you here, climate change or human-created climate change have not a thing to do with the fact that Venice is on the endangered list. Not a thing, but yet they make it out because, this. see, this is the thing that rips me, is they take these stories and they manipulate them so badly so then the average person might look at this and say, oh, my God. You know, speak to their friend or their wife. Hey, Marge, did you see this headline today? This climate change is really, really bad. Venice is is going to be gone. What the hell's it got oh, to do with climate change, Steve? Sure, it's got to be real. It's in print, Malcolm. <laughs> exactly. This is what people <laughs> think, but they really think this way. But this is why, when you and I are talking on a lot of the serious stories every day and the things we're doing, I mean, but this is why people are are so misinformed. And why the propaganda press is having their way with the public because people truly believe this garbage. They do. They do. Well, you know, Malcolm, you know, when they talk about what you're talking about here is a version of climate change, which is the global warming, which was initially a push. And of course, it alternates with the uh, the cold, you know, change to the cold. We're going to have another ice age. Um Truthfully, I did have beach property in Oregon, and I did see the change uh, in the sea level. It was called high tide and low tide. <laughs> that, 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 that complicated, huh? Oh, boy. I mean, try to interpret that. Give that to a leftist and see what they do with it. Well, but, but again, Venice is under sea level. It's not. It was never going to... You know, it, it was never going to be a long term thing. I mean, it's, I mean, in fact, every time I see the stories over the years and years, they have to keep doing things to keep it out of the sea. I mean, I've seen stories on this years ago, but it has nothing to do with climate change. But here's what's worse, Steve, is when you open up this uh, piece here and I look at the actual article itself, they go ahead and they talk about. Uh, again, uh, the, the oh, they go to Italy. They talk about other areas. Okay, in Venice, yeah. But then they have other images here. Should come down to this NPR article, and they talk about uh, they go to Maui. So they're going to blame Maui on climate change as well, naturally. So they got Maui in the setup, and then they have a forest on fire, a triggered fire forest in California, uh, in Mariposa, California, and they're saying this is also. All of these natural events obviously are 
our our climate is always going to change. Number one, it's supposed to change. If it doesn't ever change, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, it's going to be uh, what do you call that? I don't know. That it's like uh, it's not like our climate's going to be a still shot or something. You know, I mean, it's going to change, Steve. <laughs> it's and, going to change. It was never supposed to be uh, completely stagnant. Uh, you know, by any means. Uh, no, but I see a shot again. here. I mean, an, an aerial view of the damage in Maui and it's blaming it all on climate change. It's blaming the forest fires on climate change. It's blaming now the sinking of Venice on uh, on uh, climate change. So, you know, that's, but I think to myself, how do you fix these kinds of things? You really can't because these news outlets like NPR are propaganda outlets and they're designed as for clickbaits. So they want people to believe that human created climate change is causing all of these catastrophes and that somehow if we change that, it's going to fix all of this. It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to fix forest fires and the, and the fire in Maui and the, uh, the decimation of Venice to get under sea level because it is under sea level. It's not going to change any of that, Steve, you know? Right. It, it kind of has the the same attraction as these uh, Hollywood tabloids, you know, uh, get people hyped up, get them scared and blame. It's almost like, you know, anything that they disagree with, uh, if you disagree with them, they'll call you a racist. And now anything that happens uh, in our world, it's going to be based on climate change. Right, right. And, you know, I, I was thinking to myself uh, as I was talking, I was trying to remember some of the setup of Venice to show people how stupid this is. And right in Wikipedia, nonetheless, I just looked it up, Steve, and it says here. Now, listen, to the, it's just this little write up, just two sentences explain to you how bad this headline and uh, title is with NPR that people believe. It says Venice is a city in northeastern Italy on the capital of, of that region. It is built on a group of 118 small islands. So it's built on a group of 118 small islands, Steve, that are separated by expanses of open water uh, in by canals. Uh, portions of the city are linked to over 400 bridges. So, okay. So you you read that little setup and you think the whole thing is built on water. What well, what do you expect? It's going to have some problems. What do you? I'm right or wrong? Oh, absolutely. It's it's predetermined um, yeah. just by the nature of human construction, <laughs> which was the problem, not human climate change, because there is no such thing. There is no such thing. It says in 2019, Venice was under a state of emergency due to unusually high tides. That submerged. I remember that actually. I remember that happening, uh, and they were like six feet under, and, and not six feet under like they're dead. But they may be that way if they keep going. But again, when you build a, a, a city or a destination like this uh, in this particular uh, area, uh, you're going to have some troubles uh, with the sea level rise and everything else. But it's just uh, it's got nothing to do. But you read the headlines and and you think that. So there's one there for you. Which tells yeah, you how. makes you makes you wonder, Malcolm. What what do the locals think of this stuff? I mean, maybe it's going to increase uh, tourism or something like that. Uh, but they've got to be laughing at this. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I'm sure that they are. But it's it is a sad state. It is a very interesting area to visit if you haven't anyone out there visited. Then it should get the chance to do it before it goes completely underwater and it becomes Aqua NS. 
Uh, they'll be calling it them. But uh, it is a very fascinating, a lot of culture there, a lot of arts, fascinating. And the gondola rides and all of that. It's a great little holiday uh, to step away from it all. Uh, and uh, the shops and everything else. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, so continued on with these headlines and all as well and, and looking at some of these. The um, the other um, uh, one the LA Times has, and again, see, it's, that's what's awkward about some of this too. When you talk about, like, it doesn't matter what publication you put out there, they're all Marxist left. Now you see why we're so screwed up, Steve, when we talk about all this stuff and you talk about a misinformed public and you want to know why, all of these, the lock, stock, and barrel, I mean, they're all going to be leftists. They're all progressive, globalist, Marxist, communist publications. What the hell do you, so you, then you want to say to me on any given day, you say to me, Malcolm, why ain't people understand that? Or people say to me, why, why do you think? I mean, sure. How could they not be messed up, man? You know, take like this LA Times one, Steve. This is one you'll have a lot to say about and be passionate about because it's as a medical doctor yourself. New COVID-19 vaccinations are coming, the CDC says. The shots will likely be available this week. And then the follow-up story, and this is the LA Times, and the follow-up story to all of these is that they want everybody, I believe I read, yeah, here it is here. The The CDC recommends. Now, a lot of your publications and a lot of your groups and organizations, companies and others will begin to start to mandate these things. And then they use the term, the CDC is saying you got to get these or like the CDC is mandating. The CDC cannot mandate anything. That's a misnomer. They don't have the jurisdiction. They can't do it. it. And they never mandate it. What they do, Steve, is they recommend. Well, sure, you can recommend that I get tattoos and pins and needles in my eyeballs. Doesn't mean I'm going to go out and do it, Steve. What the hell? Right. But, right. You know, but they recommend. <clears throat> Uh, but it's but they don't mandate. But what happens is, is the companies and the organizations and the others mandate. And so the CDC is recommending now that much of the American public, everyone ages six months and up. I seen this yesterday, the six months and up, and I really got angry. These kids are at zero risk for any of this crap. Why would you even remotely take a risk of any of this? This is what I preach about every day on the airwaves here. And they say they receive an updated COVID-19 vaccine or a a booster, which I think is number eight, I think it is now, Steve, something like that. Yeah, but they're emphasizing now, Malcolm, this is not a booster. This is a whole new vaccine because because all the others don't work anymore. I'll tell you what's even more crazy about this is that the the FDA approved this so-called new vaccine uh, under emergency use authorization, even though we have no emergency whatsoever. It's good no point. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really wild. Yeah, that's a good point you bring up about the emergency. Uh, well, it's like everything. And you and I have been talking in past days about it. They're abusing it. And they're actually what's happening is they're doing these things to see how much they can get away with, right? It's what we talked about. That's one of the things for sure. Absolutely. And of course, with this vaccine, which they're calling a vaccine, uh, I mean, there's no doubt, I don't think in any a rational person's mind that these shots are causing lots of damage. They're killing people, they're maiming people, they're sterilizing people, and they're causing a lot of cancers. So other things are coming up uh, that are might not be recognized by the public as, as deriving from these boosters and new COVID vaccines. Uh, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. This whole notion that... Um 
that COVID, a lot of people believe COVID was a fire drill, an experiment for something else that um, uh, something else that might happen. And, and that part of it was that it was a kind of a bait and switch where they would put these things out there, never really knowing, Steve, if the uh, American people were going to go along with it. Number one, the lockdowns. Number two, mandating that you will get a vaccine, no matter what your condition is or what your plight is or whatever. Mandating that you wear a mask, even walking into a restaurant and that you do. I mean, this is a complete loss of any particular liberty or freedom you thought you had in any constitutional America by far. And that it was sort of a test ground that they were doing this to see what could they possibly get away with. And then people listened and they did it. In fact, many today are still doing it, uh, even out there jogging and walking. And some of them have been, they're petrified and they, they've obviously got PTSD on the whole uh, pandemic business. And some of them are still wearing masks, never took their mask off. Uh, That's true. Put that, that over true. there a sec, Steve, right? And that part of what I'm talking about. And then let's look and go right to another story that I know you're very passionate about. What's going on in the state of New Mexico and Grisha, Governor Grisham there, uh, another communist Marxist governor, and what she's doing and her demands for the Second Amendment. Tell folks what's what that's about and why she put this uh, again, another law mandate, which is being heavily challenged right now to be, to say the least. Uh, what's she up to? What was she doing? Um, I think that she was definitely trying to push the envelope, um, not really to get any discussion on it. She knew that she was going to be shot down. But I think this is just a, a chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, constantly at our constitution, get people. Um, used to the fact that the government wants to declare certain things to happen and we need to do what's right for the, you know, she called, called it a public safety issue and then a public health issue, both. And um, how far off could she be? Because with, with her order, um, she said that getting all uh, upstanding citizens, law-abiding citizens who pay their taxes, do things right, get them to stop carrying weapons. How in the world is that going to improve public safety or public health? It makes absolutely no well, let sense. Let me ask you this. Was this all, do I understand properly here that, uh, or is there another piece to this, or uh, the backstory I understood on this was that she was doing this because of the rise in crime and the out of control situation there in that area. Is that what I understand? Or? Yes, but it was, it was based on a shooting outside of a stadium where I, I believe a five-year-old right. or 11-year-old child was 11 shot. 11-year-old, I believe. Yeah, 11-year-old. Yeah, and then there was some other incident, not even in the same county, mind you. Right. And because of that, well, we have an emergency. You know, So uh, they have discovered that they can create an emergency for anything because it gives them uh, supposedly – um, power that they otherwise would not have access to. And that's exactly what uh, Lujan Grisham has done. She is, you know, steps outside of the Constitution and say, I think, I believe personally, I have a right to do this. Yeah. Now, I use that example, like in the case of mandates and lockdowns, when we were talking about COVID a moment ago here, 
Uh, do you think she was testing to see what she could get away with and that potentially other governors are watching this very closely to see what she gets away with so they know what they can get away with? Is that is that uh, possible? I think that could be one component. And another thing that I postulate is that she is going to be able to say now she knows it's, she's going to be shot down constitutionally in the courts or otherwise. Not, not, not literally shot down now in person. No, not say. literally okay. shot down. I have she to did. ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, although she did mention that uh, along with this order was an order for them to, uh, I guess, the health department to uh, evaluate all the guns, including the caliber, the brand name of the gun, you know, was it a Smith and Wesson versus a Ruger or something like that? She's collecting all this data that mandating it, um, it almost as if, you know, the gun itself is going to be on trial. It, it's just hilarious what she is doing. But um, the other reason she might be doing it is uh, saying, and this has been out there in the media a little bit saying, well, you know, at least I tried, I did what I could to try to get control of this gun violence. And of course, it's not gun violence, it's people violence. And the violence occurs mostly in these blue cities, because there is no law and order in the cities. They yes. do not punish. This is where the, the police have been greatest uh, defunded. You know, so Well, that's that's the driving point I wanted. Thanks for bringing that out. That's what I wanted to say. I'm sure I don't follow New Mexico uh, crime or politics specifically, and you probably don't either, Steve, because it's not a state that's on the radar for these kinds of things. But obviously they've got a, a communist governor, which we know, uh, you know, 20, what, 23 uh, or 24 states have communist governors in our country. Uh, because that's yes. who's taken over the Democrat Party, obviously. That's right. Uh, and that's so, right. but, and, and obviously they, they're the ones who talk about uh, defunding the police. They want to, they, they, they have the corrupt DAs. Uh, they have crime running rampant. They release the criminals on the street to terrorize uh, law abiding citizens. And then they want to take the freaking guns away. What could go wrong with that picture? Right. I mean, they intentionally prevent. Uh, a lot of measures that could be taken to improve public safety. And these same people who are crying, you know, gun crime uh, and all this, they specifically do not promote things that could literally actually make a difference in making a safer society. They, they're, they contradict themselves. They are walking contradictions. Yeah, they, they are indeed. Yeah. Uh, the, the other big story I want to get to here uh, today, and this is a celebratory moment for folks. If you didn't pick this up earlier in the day, I'm happy to tell you now that um, Mitt Romney is not running uh, for uh, re-election, Steve. He's done. Yeah, I'm very. I'm really saddened by that, Malcolm. I I'm sorry to pretty. ruin your day, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so he's uh, young. He is... Uh, not running. Uh, let's see, he would have been up for re-election in 2024. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he says, frankly, it, it's time for a new generation of leaders. Oh, uh, you know, I all I can say is thank you, God. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, the one thing I've noticed in the political system is a lot of these cats, throughout the Trump era, a lot of these uh, leftist rhinos in the, and there's a whole lot of them in the Republican establishment, They've started to run for the exits. They started doing that throughout Trump. You know, there were quite a few who ran for the exits, Steve, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you imagine if Trump gets in and does what he says he will do, which he has a pretty good record of? I could see why a lot of people are going to start running scared because let's face it, Trump is popular, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by the way, the headline in the Hill says Romney on possible reelection bid. And, and, and he says, and I quote Mitt Romney says, I'm convinced that if I run, I win. So he's so convinced. So he, he's very, uh, doesn't have a big ego, Steve. He just wants to put that right, out there, you know? Right. Okay. Very typical. Very yeah. typical. Yeah, yeah, and that's the message in the in the hill. If I run, I will with Mitt Romney. Yeah, we're starting to see more and more of that happen now, and I'm actually very pleased to see that where they are running for the hills and um, and and leaving uh, things alone here. You know, Ma Malcolm, that is really, if you think about it, it's a word of encouragement because what would our founders say about that right now? They'd say, "Listen, make sure." that your government fears the people because if it's the other way, there is tyranny, you know? And so this could be a bright light shining uh, in our future. And I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, um, all right. So back, back to many of the headlines here. And as, as I'm looking through it all, there's um, uh, a lot of different ones here that I'm always intrigued with. Uh, a couple of the things recently that I started to talk to you about, Steve, a little bit about is um, these uh, these uh, disasters, these natural disasters, which I'm sure they will blame on um, climate change or global warming or whatever their their money pit is all about here. Uh, but the latest one in Libya has got, uh, they're saying, we're talking some, these are historical floodings. I don't know if you see the numbers on this. The death toll on this is now forecasted to go north of 20,000 dead uh, from these dams and all and the, the, the whole thing breaking loose there in Libya. And that's significant on top of the earthquakes in Morocco. And did you see the story on that Morocco earthquake, by the way, uh, Steve, where they were? No, I about missed that when I, I saw the Libya flood. I know that the death count is way up there now, more than 5000 people and rising. Um, but I did not see the Morocco thing. Um, OK, well, the Morocco, uh, there's something I wanted to ask you about it. The Morocco uh, earthquake. Uh, there was a light. Let me just uh, see if I pull it up right now. OK. Yeah, the, so there was some, the um, the clips of the earthquake lights. There was some sort of a light, uh, mystifying blue lights seen in the sky just moments before uh, this. And this has got a lot of people suspicious as to what why that was. There was a flash in the sky moments before the horror of this. And by the way, the death toll in Morocco in the earthquake is over a couple of thousand already. Okay. Uh, so this is, but these earthquakes have always happened. Uh, I mean, this uh, this was a six point eight quake in uh, Morocco. But this uh, this story about the um, blue lights were seen flashing in the sky just moments before the horror earthquake that killed twenty nine hundred people. Twenty nine hundred, it's up to now. Steve. Wow! Wow! Uh, the intriguing burst of lights were captured on a CCTV uh, close caption TV at a home. They are approximately three minutes before the disaster. And the short clip on uh, X shows a single blue flash on the top left corner of the shot, followed by a second burst of light. What do you think that could be? Is that, I mean, I'm sure some people in that sense probably believe it's a sign from uh, 
uh, from above somewhere. What do you, any, I don't know. Oh, what uh, you know, uh, I really have no idea. I mean, it could be a UFO, Malcolm, right? <laughs> you're getting all these claims. <laughs> uh, uh, well, sure what you said that earlier to me. It could be the uh, the whole UFO thing is a bit, you felt it was all a distraction because people are really talking about that now. Like it's a thing, you know? Oh, it is. It is. Um, um, it, sa it says here, by the way, just as a point of education for all of us, an earthquake light is a luminous aerial phenomenon that appears in the sky at or near areas of tectonic stress. Steve, here we go. Learn something new here. Uh, yeah, seismic activity, right, or volcano eruptions. There is no broad consensus as to what causes this phenomenon, uh, but it is a phenomenon. Just the same. There you go, buddy. Happens. Well, I could believe that. I don't understand the physics of it, but um, we have a lot of things complex like that. I mean, at one time, they didn't understand the will of the, of the wisp, you know, uh, the flame shooting out of the ground or in, over cemeteries at night. They thought it was ghosts. And of course, it was just uh, gas um, that was being released and spontaneously combusted. So, you know, we don't have enough uh, earthquakes uh, that we can set up experiments and study them and so forth. They happen spontaneously, not real frequently. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Uh, the story I want to talk to you on that's in the news and, and uh, discuss is the, um, the, the prisoner swap with Iran. This is a hot one now uh, with the sanctions that uh, are going to be given back the dollar, $6 billion dollars. Uh, and uh, I hear a lot of conflicting stories on this, but there's a whole prisoner swap with this thing as well uh, that uh, they're giving them back for the prisoners along with the money. And what's wrong with these stories, number one, is that all of our adversaries know what it does. It, it, you know, I guess, Steve, I would say to you that what's happening now in short order, we've seen this happen a lot with Russia now. We, we see it happening with Iran all the time is that there's now a bounty being put on the American people, a bounty. And it's going to be more dangerous and more dangerous as time moves on to travel anywhere in the world, because now you are worth some money and they know it immediately. If you're uh, if you're an American and you're caught in some of these areas, you are going to be taken prisoner. I can guarantee you. And they're oh, going to sure. use that you're... to try to have ransom. I mean, this is right. sick. And, but, our, but our government is doing it to us. By doing these trades. So what, what what I'm saying is if they think they're saving four or five or six people, they're putting the rest of us at risk every time they do this, yet they're quick to do it. And what do you think the what do you think countries like Iran and Russia and China, what do you think they do? They do this concept, they're just gonna steal more American blood every chance they can. I mean, how stupid is this? Well, not only that, it's a double whammy because, you know, Iran now is asking for uh, five prisoners that they've identified that they want back. And you can bet that these are going to be bad boys uh, wanting to terrorize the world. They're, they're going to pick uh, some of their most powerful uh, evildoers that they that we have. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't bode well for the world when we do this kind of thing. But didn't that begin with Obama? I mean, uh, these prisoner swaps and things like that. He did a lot. He did a lot. But it's been done. Uh, American presidents have done this time and again. Uh, but they're getting cash and the prisoners, the the uh, five people that they select, they pick those people. And you're right. They pick the worst kind of people. Um, CBS News says U.S. clears way for release of six billion in frozen funds 
uh, and sanctions, dollars of sanctions. Uh, and uh, Biden administ administration clears the way for prisoner swap deal with Iran. So there, there's a double whammy in the headlines on this. But I yeah, see nothing. that's just giving more money to them, uh, just like Obama did, you know, give them millions of dollars. Oh, um, yeah. He, he made that famous with the pallets of cash. Remember the pallets of cash? cash? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's pallets of cash. They flew over there. They wanted it in cash. In that particular case, they didn't want it to be a digital transaction that could have been stopped or manipulated in some way. They literally wanted the cash and pallets. Yeah. And what it's showing the world is that crime is now paying very there well when you have a criminal government in, in charge. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. And that is a a perfect uh, point to bring out as we're doing this more and more. It shows the world that crime pays, number one. Two, I believe it puts a bounty on every American's head. Three, it should uh, really caution everybody uh, to uh, fly, to travel around the world in a lot of these destinations, you know, sometimes you'd like to see, but you never know when it's like that old saying, when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, there are some very majestic areas of the world that we'd all like to visit in our lifetime, mm -hmm. but at what cost? I look at some of these places. Now I get some of the news bulletins in for travel. And I say to myself, Steve, I say, you know, that's a beautiful area. And yeah, that's an area I'd love to see, but there's no way that I would, on God's green earth, I would go to that particular destination. Oh, and I, I, agree. And I tell myself that all the time. But I don't know if you, do you look at it that way too? Or yes, I do. And it, I mean, I've been all over the world uh, in the military right. during my flying days. And even, even as a military aviator uh, going to certain places, I did not feel comfortable. There were times when I thought, you know, we could have a real bad situation arise very quickly. And now it's just so much worse. And not only that, you got to get there, Malcolm. And look at all the pilot airline pilots dropping dead and having a cardiac event in flight and also we're seeing a lot of crazy passengers doing some really astounding things it's, it's just not fun anymore you know no, no it's not and uh, you have been all over the world i know they but you haven't been to venice italy i do know that but i haven't been to venice no i've got to get there for a sinks buddy um but the but these are the kinds of things we're dealing with with the headlines and there, there's a uh, another Interesting one that I was surprised with this one. USA Today had this out there. And we'll talk about this uh, on the other side of the break here in a moment here. But this one, uh, the, the streak is now broken. The U.S. poverty rate over time shows a spike in 2022 levels. So the poverty rate is increasing. And uh, so it's the first time in years the U.S. Census Bureau has just announced this. Uh, so in other words, this is what Bidenomics has done uh, to our society. I'm sure we'll have a whole lot to say about that when you look at the inflation, everything else happening. Uh, let me just remind everybody now, uh, well, it's a great segue to what we're talking about today, uh, my fellow Americans, is that, you know, if you're looking for, um, you know, not that sort of twist and taint with headlines, but direct conversation. Well, what I always reference with you is, is the out loud truth. Well, there is a place that, that uh, the out loud truth is alive and well. It's called AmericaOutloud.news. That's exactly the place. Uh, and so at least you'll get what that, uh, sometimes it could be raw. It can be, you know, nobody ever said the truth felt good or that it's a feel-good moment, uh, the truth can hurt, frankly, and oftentimes does. 
because the world is that way. You know, it's it's not all peace and kumbaya people. And so, but it is important we're informed as a people as to, as to the real truth or the out loud truth indeed. And there are, there's a lot of these stories are so manipulated and they are playing with people's minds and, uh, and people are going to the wrong sources. I have friends like this that are kind of independent, moderates or left of center, and they go to the legacy media and they go to a lot of these uh, because it's handy. It's convenient. They work, they come home. They, you know what I'm saying? They see the same garbage and that's kind of what they're looking at. And, uh, and then they want to know why they think that, uh, th that their opinions are all ass backwards and they don't really know what's going on in the world. It's what they're being fed. They're being spoon fed from uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, DNC, the Washington Post, NPR, New York Times, all of them. Across the board, all of them, the Guardian, there's so many of them. It's worldwide what's going on here. And that's the fight we need to really fight and push back for is this is where people get the wrong opinions and the thoughts. And just looking at the headlines, it's almost like comedy hour, if you will. And again, you don't have to waste the time reading the pieces. Just look at the headlines. and It'll make you sick enough that you don't have to even waste any more time. Uh, so AmericaOutloud.news, uh, we, we ask you to get there and share the out loud truth. And uh, not only do, can you, well, here's the thing. There's a lot of great articles and columnists, writers there. But when you go to those posts, you can actually listen to the article if you want. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily a podcast. It's an article from a columnist, a writer. I mean, brilliant writers on the platform. But you can actually have, there's an audio player on there. I'm sure you probably know this. You can click the audio player and listen. And I know a lot of people, what they do is they get in the car and they love to listen to the articles. And I've never done that in the car that way, but I know I hear it all the time from folks. They get there and they they play those articles. You know, I was asked one time a while back, and I was thinking about this, actually. What if we took all of the articles and we put them in a live feed, right? Uh, do, do you like this idea? I guess is what I'm asking you. So in other words, it would almost become like its own podcast. And I, I've never heard or seen this done, but wouldn't that be kind of interesting? Like take, I'm talking like all this news and articles and information you want to have, but you don't want to read them all or take the time to read them all. You want somebody to read them to you, which is cool, especially if you're in the car traveling. You certainly can't read while you're driving the car, but you can listen while you're driving the car, right? So maybe that's the way a lot of us like to double up and save time. That might be a way to do it. So I don't know how that would be a great idea or not. Take a lot of these articles, columns, put them in its own. It's doable. We I looked into it uh, about a year, year and a half ago. I never did it. But I wondered if if our listeners, readers, and the America Out Love family would like this idea to be able to have just a podcast where you'd listen to all of the articles. Might be kind of cool, no? Let me know what you think. Email me here at liberty at americaoutloud.com. And we'll get your message in, and uh, I'd love to get your feedback on it. Would that be a good idea? Uh, won't take a lot of effort to do it. Maybe a little bit to put it together. But uh, if it's something that everybody wants, uh, we can do it. I, I know I looked into it before, and it can be done into its own RSS feed, if you will. Uh, so that's that's the place to go. Listen, AmericaOutloud.shop. I was just talking to Dr. Henry Ely, in fact, this morning, by the way, Dr. H, who I just uh, uh, adore this man. He's just uh, tremendous. And um, he is, uh, they just got back from the big conference they had uh, that you were seeing all the ads and everything on the, uh, the, the site here. 
and uh, the 8th and 9th of September, Healing for the Ages, all right? And they just got, he just got back and uh, huge success. So big congratulations and thank you for all of you for making it a success. Our listeners and readers were there and had a big numbers, really big, big draw. He, he felt really, really good. He was, he was still flying high on his magic carpet ride when I spoke to him today. In fact, I love that. And, uh, cause it feels good when you can make a difference in the world, you know, and you get back. But anyways, he was, he was looking really good. And, uh, but I want to drive you to AmericaOutloud.shop is the place. And we're seeing a lot of activities now for a lot of these new products and things that are in the shop that you want to check out. The one that the nurses have been talking about a lot is ASEA, A-S-E-A. And you can click the ads. And this is something you want to do your research on and find out more about it. But the ASEA is interesting, uh, what it's all about. It's an ASEA redox supplement, Okay. And it's a whole formula and a very unique process they've done. And you'll hear the nurses talk about it at Nurses Out Loud. Uh, and But it's a, it's a health style. And it it's improves your cell by taking this redox supplement every day. And they say they get a lot of benefits of it. Uh, you'll hear uh, Nurse Kimberly Overton, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and all the nurses on the Nurses Out Loud show discuss this product. They love it. Absolutely love it. So check that out. Do your research. Find out if that's something you want to know more about, or you can email us any questions and the nurses can answer this. I'll, I'll push all that to them because I'm not an expert in that, but they are. They know a lot more about it than I would know. Uh, take a look at that product. It's really good. And don't forget to check out Global Healing. This is about the most, uh, how do you say, I was telling Henry this morning, probably the most sexiest vitamin company. It's probably not the right word, but that's kind of the way I look at it. Very classy integrity-driven organization. So I mean that in a very proper way, but they are well put together, global healing. And uh, they're doing some amazing things. You'll see them in the shop. Take a look at their products. I was impressed when I got my products in a few weeks back. Everything about it, eat quality, the packaging, the box, the setup, the style, the information. Uh, it's very, very high level. And I did take the oxy powder, I told you, the leader in the oxygen intestinal cleansing. What a fantastic product that is, man. Because we, a lot of us have challenges with our intestinal uh, system. And, and I know I did as well. And so this is a product that helps clean that out. I recommended buying a bottle for every politician in Washington since they're so full of you-know-what and send them all a bottle. I'll pay for that episode campaign and put that together. Uh, clean up the cesspool in Washington, D.C. Anyways, visit AmericaOutloud.shop and take advantage of the discounts we've earned and, and worked at for you, for our uh, family of America Out Loud listeners and readers. We really appreciate you. We'll join you just in a moment here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. And we join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. Malcolm at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Times, Monday through Friday, friends, is the daily broadcast where you hear all the great things we're doing here back at AmericaOutloud.news and on this broadcast here, The Voice of a Nation here. And we're looking at, I'm looking at a lot of different, there was so much today I wanted to talk about, and I really wasn't in the mood to be uh, uh, terribly aggravated. So I'd, I thought I'd be just slightly aggravate and talk about the media since they're such clowns and it's easy to uh, make fun of them. Uh, but um, uh, anyways, uh, we see what's going on with the economy, the inflation. I was sharing with that story uh, just moments ago from USA Today, the streak being broken. The U.S. poverty rate over time uh, shows a spike in the 2022 levels. Uh, people are struggling right now. There's no doubt about it. 12.4% uh, of Americans, according to the study I've looked at here, are living in poverty. That's some pretty record numbers, 12.4%. Wow. That does not make me joyful at all to give you that information, okay? The worst part about it is that's up from 7.8% in 2021. So I ask you, Steve, is Bidenomics working? Um, I would have to say no. In fact, I, I laugh at the term Bidenomics because uh, it suggests that there is um, some kind of a plan or magic that was supposed to make things good. But I actually, I think it is a plan. And I think it was actually intent to do just the opposite. And in essence, they are not failing. They're doing very well. Yeah. Uh, Trump talked about the Bidenomics, by the way, in the South Dakota speech, Steve. And he said... Um, he said that they initially somebody put it out in a negative tone and they liked they heard the word and they liked it. And even though it was said in a kind of a bad way, like a nasty, like Bidenomics kind of thing, you know, but they liked it and they took it and tried to spin it positive because that's what the Marxist left do so well is they're really good at they're good wordsmith. They know how to take words and twist them upside down backwards and then throw the propaganda out there to uh, twist and tort people's brains thinking that, oh, this is really good, like Obamacare, like Obamacare is really good for you. Well, like, of course it's not, but this is kind of what they do. And that makes sense? 
Yes, it does. It's it's uh, it's like the opposite of Reaganomics, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and since they call good evil and evil good now, that kind of fits, you know. Well, that's exactly it. No, no, you hit it right there. Uh, they, and they do that across the board on everything, the uh, the good, evil, evil, good. But every particular uh, point they come out with is usually the opposite you have to look at. Uh, Indeed. To see, you know what it is. Yeah. And Trump picked up on that and he had fun with it in South Dakota uh, when he was um, uh, talking about it, you know. Um, oh. All right. So uh, listen, I, I don't know if you've been following this. This story has really gotten my attention uh, and it's something I've been looking at uh, uh, for for some time, been following it here. We need to talk more about this, Steve, ahead, but the Wall Street Journal's got a piece on this, and this is about Google. Now, Google, let me just say in, in front of this story before I share it with you, I believe Google is one of our biggest enemies uh, here in our country uh, for freedom. Uh, Google, I mean, they are not to be trusted. They are not to be liked. And the fact that everybody's still using them in all their searches and all their stuff means you're getting tainted, twisted information. And if you go back and you look at the 2016 election, it was Google right after that when Trump defeated Hillary Clinton, who were out on the record. And the 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 corporate board who run Google, I, I seen all that crap. I studied, watched all the videos, and they said right out that, well... We, we, we know we're never going to let that happen again. We let our guard down, the fact that he won the presidency over Hillary Clinton, and we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. And those, those are the principal drivers of Google who said that. Do you know that, Steve? Yes. And um, I, I wonder now what they are going to do in the next election. How, how are they influencing us? Because um, they were always coming up with new tactics. You know, I just wonder, what, how are they going to do it this time? Yeah. Well, there's an antitrust suit now. Google, of course, is the dominant search engine. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. And unless you're using DuckDuckGo or some of the others, there's a series of them now, a bunch of them, actually. Uh, and, and it's getting you know a little bit more. But Google, more or less, Steve, the problem is they have a monopoly. The argument is that they're, they're, what's happened is now they're looking at an antitrust suit. And it is. It's just like when they broke up Ma Bell. Remember when Ma Bell owed all the phone right, company? Right. Right. This is the same I think damn it needs thing. To be done. Right. Absolutely, break them up. I'd say smash them in the head. Yes. You know. Yes. But this is an antitrust suit against Google, and uh, and you know they they um, they're at the forefront of running all the search, uh, and uh, the the argument is that uh, this is a civil trial on allegations of violating U.S. antitrust laws. And of course, Google is now owned by Alphabet. They created that uh, that larger uh, organization, shell company, I guess, whatever you want to call it here, uh, with all of their nuances and everything going on. But they're part of the globalist movement. They're part of the Marxist left. They're part of... And, what they do is I remember they admitted a few years back that when you go and search for certain terms, they were pulling things out. This has been proven yet. We don't fix it. And yet we go along with it. And yet we act like everything's fine, Steve. And there's nothing fine about this. I mean, they've admitted full out there. They're twisting and tainting the search results to what they want you to believe. And yet they get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got it. You have to work 
hard to try to get to the truth online. And that's very frustrating. Uh, even when I'm looking up certain articles, things I want, everything liberal, the most liberal sources come up, regardless of, of what you type in practically. I have to type in a specific news agency if I want it, and then I might get one hit on it and everything else is very liberal. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100, that's who's running the whole thing. Um, now, the um, one of the things we touched on briefly yesterday, and I, I do want to bring back and get a thought on this, is the government shutdown. Uh, so CNN has a headline, government shutdown threat set to collide with demands for Biden impeachment. Uh, McCarthy has now put into play the um, uh, the uh, impeachment inquiry, you see, Steve. Okay, that's now a thing, right? Uh, yes, it is. The impeachment inquiry. And they're looking at a shutdown. No, I brought out I brought up the government shutdown with Congressman Jim Jordan on the weekend. You heard uh, Steve on Viewpoint this Sunday. And I brought it up to think that, you know, maybe if we just pause the insanity right now for a moment, we can have some we can collect our thoughts and find out what I'm talking. We the people now where we're at and what our next move is. So I actually said to the uh, congressman. Uh, that, uh, you know, I think our listeners and our audience would probably celebrate a government shutdown, uh, sir. And he responded and said, and he heard what I said clearly, but he responded in a different, enthusiastic, more way of saying, well, I, I don't uh, think any of us are advocating for a government shutdown. Well, Steve, I would, I would beg to differ. I am advocating for a government shutdown and would find that a celebratory moment. And of course, right now, now the media headlines, here's my point now, part and parcel, they're running headlines right now that, well, if the, if the, if the Republican Party does this, if these people do this, they're going to be uh, blamed this government shutdown. But see, frankly, I think this is an opportunity that this could be spun for good, Steve. This could be spun if the, if the Republican Party had any brains or knew what, what, maybe somebody should stop the America around a moment and say, hey, let, listen, Let's embrace the shutdown right now. We can't afford what the hell we're doing anyways. We're going to blow up anyways just shortly ahead. We won't have anything left. Why don't we just shut down right now, collect our thoughts, figure out a strategy to move forward, and, uh, you know, we'll see what the hell happens, whether we open it back up again. What do you think about that, Steve? You know, personally, I love the idea, and I'll tell you, you know, who's really leading the way in a similar thing is Tommy Tuberville, where he still is standing firm saying, well, I'm not going to authorize uh, military leaders coming in until we fix some things in our absolutely woke military. In other words, uh, we need to have a standoff saying, no, you're going to get this right according to the will of the people, according to what is good for America. Well, we don't proceed further. And at least if that happens, we're not doing more harm, right? Well, yeah, and, and I'm seeing the clips and, again, more corrupted headlines in the past many days and weeks about uh, Tommy Tuberville, as you say, and where they are saying, oh, my God, he's putting us at risk. Oh, my God, he's like doing this. Oh, my God, he's, you know, we're not going to be military ready. Well, they've already done a hell of a job with that, with the woke military and the federal government has already destroyed the United States military, Steve. So that's already been done, number one. It has. Uh, it has. I, and I think they'd be saying the same thing a year from now if Tommy Tuberville was to uh, to maintain his position. I don't I don't think we have anything to lose. It can't. How much worse can it get? You know? Well, but, you know, at least he's a at least he's a figurehead. Uh 
a, a politician, I, not that I want to use the word, the word politician has become such a disparative word. It's a very, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like a, it's a dirty word. It really is. It's <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, it doesn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's almost like right. calling somebody a, a, a rotten bastard or something, Steve, you know, like you're, That's a, horrible, you're a rotten right. politician. I mean, I don't know why that is. Well, we know why it is. Well, I heard Trump say that in his speech. Well, you know, that well, I guess I'm a politician now, you know, but he said it <laughs> I know. in a derogatory way. It's like, I, I don't really want to be called that dirty no, word. He's not a politician, Steve. There's no, no he's way. not. No, there's no he way is. he qualifies in that capacity. He's just talking no, about he it. Is in a, a unique, unique yeah. leader for sure. Well, and he's talking about it in a li li literal way. Like he, you know, okay, yes. I, yeah, right, right. But he's not at all that and the capacity of how we know the word politician and all. But, uh, but Tumber Tumberville is one of the few uh, you can count on probably one hand with just a couple of fingers, uh, probably at the moment here, who are, is willing to step out in the spotlight a moment. And he's been taking some real heavy pressure and hit, Steve, on this part of holding fast to the Constitution and holding fast to the fact that you can't be pushing this whole abortion thing with the military is what that argument's about. And that none of this, they're just make, having their will with the military. That's what he's saying. He said, and I'm not right. going to allow it. He's holding it up in the Senate, right? That's what's happening, right? Right. Exactly right. And I praise him for it. I wish we had more men like him. I really do. As opposed to having somebody like McCarthy, who I'm sure is walking on eggshells. I'm sure he is very uh, job insecure right now, doesn't know which way to turn. But it all comes down to just the principle of doing what is right and what is good for the nation, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. And there are times in our journey in our life, Steve, where we have to step back before we can step forward. You understand? Exactly. exactly. And I really mean that wholeheartedly. And I'm seeing that even now when I talk about these things, I mean, sometimes we do a little tongue in cheek and this and that, and like we talk about government shutdowns and things like that, um, you know, back to Tuberville, that kind of thing. But, you know, but there are times, even in our personal lives, where we have to step back, we have to count, count things, reevaluate, smell the roses again, do put whatever sort of, you know, ism you want on there. And then, collect your thoughts and move forward. And that's what we need to do as a nation, I believe, Steve. It is. It is. We are a nation in crisis. As Trump said, we're a nation in decline. We need to ask, how can we salvage this? And of course, that means going against a government. And that makes it very hard. It does, yeah. And uh, as we talked about just yesterday on the program, friends, uh, when Trump referenced the silent majority, uh, he talked about the silent majority is rising. Uh, that's the kind of the rallying call. I just need to continue to remind you all out there. We need to get the silent majority to rise. We need to get people to pay attention. We need to get them to step off of the propaganda, pay attention to the headlines, what you're looking at, what you're reading, what you're ingesting into your body, into your system, into your brain. And that's what we need all people to be doing to make a, a really worthwhile difference here. Uh, that's, I guess, the underlying message today when I look at all of this rich, these headlines and the news and, and some of it that's just is so nauseating. It, it just is upset. It's unsettling. It's upsetting to see the way this the distortion of 
the the headlines of the day or the moment are distorted for uh, political uh, agenda expediency, probably better word to put it, uh, because everything's agenda driven. And that's what we see with this. So where I started with Venice and the climate was a perfect thing uh, in my world anyways, to expose the hypocrisy and the BS meter uh, that uh, these folks have. And they, and they want to point fingers at us. Give me a break. Give me a break. Hey, thanks for joining us here today. And thanks for being on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.